This morning's reading is taken from Exodus chapter 15, verses 1 to 21, and can be found in the Church Bibles on page 72 and 73. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. By the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The surging waters stood firm, firm like a wall. The deep waters congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy boasted, I will pursue, I will overtake them, I will divide the spoils. I will gorge myself on them, I will draw my sword, and my hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath, and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who among the gods is like you, O Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders? You stretched out your right hand, and the earth swallowed them. In your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. The nations will hear and tremble, anguish will grip the people of Philistia. The chiefs of Edom will be terrified. The leaders of Moab will be seized with trembling. The people of Canaan will melt away. Terror and dread will fall upon them. By the power of your arm, they will be as still as a stone until your people pass by, O Lord, until the people you bought pass by. You will bring them in and plant them on the mountain of your inheritance, the place, O Lord, you made for your dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, your hands established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. When Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen went into the sea, the Lord brought the waters of the sea back over them. But the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. 
Then Miriam, the prophetess, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women followed her with tambourines and dancing. Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Pam. Let me tell you about my earworm. You know that thing where you hear a song on the radio, or even someone just mentions a song, and it is then going through your head for absolutely ages. It's a real problem for me, because my taste in music is sometimes a little on the cheesy side. Uh, In the last couple of weeks, the Eurovision Song Contest winner, Tattoo by Loreen from Sweden, has been on the radio at just some of those key moments, and you cannot get it out of your head once it's there. And then I heard the news that the songwriter Cynthia Weil had died. Now, I'd never heard of her, but my goodness, I'd heard of some of her songs. You've lost that loving feeling, the most played song on American radio in the 20th century. We got to get out of this place, something perhaps some of you are thinking right this moment. And my personal favourite and constant earworm since I heard the news, you can join in with this if you like. Make your own kind of music. No, don't, please. Um, Perhaps if you're a West Ham fan, you've spent the week singing I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. Great for uh, to see a wonderful London team succeed after being the underdogs for hundreds of years. Uh, Perhaps if you're a Man City... Well, I'm not going to talk about Man City. Um, Songs, friends, songs are powerful. It's easier to remember a song than it is to remember a poem. And it's easier to remember a poem than it is to remember a piece of prose because a song uh, activates both sides of your brain. Dementia patients who have stopped speaking will start to sing if you play them the right song from their past. So this morning we're starting a new sermon series with a song, Moses' song, in Exodus 15. And if you haven't got that open in front of you, it's in the Magenta Bibles in front of your seats on page 72, and it'll help you to have that open. Over the last few years, we've, every year, we've been following the story of the Old Testament from the very beginning. So we've done the whole of Genesis, and now we're halfway through Exodus. And if you can't remember or you haven't been here, my goodness, you're in for a treat. Uh, It's all there on our website and our YouTube channel. Uh, You've got as long as you need to catch up. And as we go through the summer, we're going to be jumping around the rest of Exodus from the shore of the Red Sea to Mount Sinai. And we're not doing the story in strict order. And there is a good reason for that, in case you get really confused one week. It's so that during the summer, school summer holidays, every Sunday is going to be a self-contained story rather than something a bit more nebulous. That's the idea. That's what we're doing. So you will see, we'll see together the continuing story of the birth of the Israelite nation, the chosen people of God, our ancestors in the faith, a people who can go through something as miraculous as crossing the Red Sea and then be moaning in hunger and thirst just a few days later, a people heading for God's promised land 
who walk away from God time and time again. And we pick up the story here with a song. Uh, In fact, two songs, Moses and his sister Miriam. Now, Miriam's song is either very short in verse 21, or she is leading the women in singing Moses' song all over again. Because if you read verse 21, it's exactly the same as verse 1. Uh, And commentators vary as to whether they think she's doing one or the other. Now, where are we in the story? Uh, It's right there in verse 19, actually. Uh, When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and horsemen went into the sea, the Lord brought the waters of the sea back over them, but the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. Now, I've got two thoughts this morning. Uh, Who is God is my first thought, and what will happen next is my other thought. So, first thought, who is God? Throughout his song... Moses celebrates who God is through what he's done. Now, I counted and I found 17 things in this passage about who God is. There may well be more. Uh, I I stopped counting at 17. Uh, He is, verse 1, highly exalted. Verse 2, my strength. Verse 2, my defense. Verse 2, my salvation. Verse 2, my God. Verse 2, my father's God. Verse 3, a warrior. Verse 6, majestic in power. Verse 6, he shatters his enemies. Verse 7, he burns with anger against those who oppose him. Verse 11, he's majestic in holiness. Verse 11, he's awesome in glory. Verse 11, he's working wonders. Verse 13, he is a God of unfailing love. Verse 13, he has redeemed his people. Verse 17, he has made a place for his dwelling. Verse 18, he reigns forever and ever. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. It is such a good thing to do, to reflect on who God is. Moses praises God for who he is out of his people's experience of what he's done. And as God's people today, you can praise God for who he is out of what he's done, both in the Bible and in your life. Against all the odds, faced with a powerful enemy, Trapped and terrified, God's people were rescued. They walked across the seabed as though it was dry land, with water piled up on either side. Here is an event that is so extraordinary that it gets recounted again and again for the whole of the rest of the Bible. Here is a God who is strong, powerful, majestic, who acts out of unfailing love and who rescues his people. But he is also a God of justice, who acts to defend his people against those who oppose them. And if you feel sorry at any stage for the conscripts and the young people who got swept away in the waves, think about the genocidal people who killed babies, and think about the people whose first resort was to sorcery, and witchcraft and the occult when they wanted to know what to do and when they wanted power against the living God and his people. So people of God reflect on who God is and what he's done. The times he stood with you in the face of problems. Just think of a time when he just didn't know what to do and God found a way. The ways he's acted for his people throughout history The things you've seen 
in the lives of other Christians. The rescue that Jesus has brought you, the fresh start he provides every day for everyone who trusts in him, and the justice that he brings in the end to those who oppose his people. Now, it's great to begin any time that you're spending with God by praising him, and when I'm praying on my own, I, I struggle with this bit, if I'm honest. A passage like this is really helpful because it gives me lots of things I can praise God for, who he is and what he's done. And if you want a New Testament equivalent, uh, taking into account Jesus and what he's done, uh, take a look at Revelation 5, where the, the song of God's people becomes the universal song of all creation, Revelation 5, 13 and 14. Look that up later. So that's our first thought then, who is God? And our next thought, what will happen? The word will in the English translation appears 19 times in this passage. We have three sets of people with a view of what's going to happen and then God's plan for what he will do. So first Moses says, first one, I will sing to the Lord. He says it and he does it. Pretty simple. Then verse 2, the end of that verse. He is my God and I will praise him, my father's God, and I will exalt him. That's what Moses is going to do. I'm going to praise God. The enemy, the Egyptians, had another plan. So verse 9, the enemy boasted, I will pursue, I will overtake them, I will divide the spoils, I will gorge myself on them, I will draw my sword and my hand will destroy them. That was their plan, and look where it got them. Those who oppose the living God are destined to come to nothing. Doesn't matter how powerful they look today, they are coming to nothing. And then we see what God will do. Verse 13, in your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. Verse 17, you will bring them in and plant them on the mountain of your inheritance, the place, Lord, you made for your dwelling, the sanctuary, Lord, your hands have established. That's a promise that finds its fulfillment in the Jerusalem temple, which was built hundreds of years later. But it finds its ultimate fulfillment in the person of Jesus, God's dwelling, God's sanctuary, no longer a physical place that you can go and visit, but a spiritual reality for all of his people. And finally, we see what the nations will do. And particularly, he's pointing forward, Moses is looking at the nations who are going to be Israel's next enemies, the ones who stand in the way of them taking the promised land. So verse 14, the nations will hear and tremble. Anguish will grip the people of Philistia. If you're wondering who those are, Philistines, uh, a more familiar word perhaps. The chiefs of Edom will be terrified. The leaders of Moab will be seized with trembling. The people of Canaan will, fall, will melt away. Terror and dread will fall upon them. By the power of your arm, they will be as still as a stone until your people pass by, Lord, until the people you bought pass by. Moses is saying, set your eyes on that land that I'm taking you to and don't be afraid 
of those people. Moses is saying whether they're chiefs, leaders, just ordinary people, and he uses all those phrases. God beat the Egyptians, he's going to beat them too. So Moses' song encourages us to look back at what God has done, but also to look forward to what God will do. And we're in that space as a church community, aren't we? Waiting on God, seeing him at work, trusting him for what he will bring, even when we don't know what the road ahead looks like or when that's coming, what's going to happen. That's an okay place to be. Uh, Moses certainly thought that was an okay place to be. And the people of God uh, agreed with him at the time. Perhaps you need encouragement for your own journey ahead in life. Many of you are going through really tough times in life just now. You could reflect on passages like Romans 8 or Revelation 21, which show us that whatever you're going through in life, however desperate it looks, God is working things out for the good of his people. No matter how hopeless or difficult things may seem, there is always hope and a future because we believe in Jesus who rose from the dead. There is a good ending to this story. The gospel is good news. So if the situation you're in is not good, then it's not finished. There's a good ending coming. How can you sing Moses' song this week? I wonder if you need a spiritual earworm which you can keep going back to. Perhaps something more positive and nourishing even than the music you hear from the other places in your life. Maybe it'll be something you can just put as a reminder on your phone or a note around your house. Maybe you could be the reminder for somebody else. You know, the person who just messages somebody in the morning to remind them of something good, who's having a hard time. We can encourage each other and encourage those other people in our lives. And remember, with God, you're not just making your own kind of music. There are always people singing along. So uh, I'm going to finish with some words from Revelation 5. And I'm going to just invite us to pray. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honour and glory and power forever and ever. Amen.